Podcast on Power Talk AM 1460 and FM 101.1. Streaming worldwide on iHeartRadio. Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show. You're listening to The Jam Price Show, and today my guest is award-nominated editor Anne McCabe, who was on my show last year. Welcome back, Anne. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you back on the show. Today we're going to be talking about A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, starring Tom Hanks. So last year we talked about Can You Ever Forgive Me, the Melissa McCarthy, Richard E. Grant movie, which was nominated for quite a few wonderful awards last year. I'm, I'm, I've heard, I'm hearing great things about this movie already in the Oscar buzz out there, particularly for Tom Hanks' performance on this particular film. This is the second time you've worked with with Mariel Heller. Uh, what was it like working with her for a second time? Does it develop a shorthand after you've worked together once? Oh, for sure. Um, you know, it, I was thrilled to be asked to work on her uh, third movie. And, um, you know, when you go back and work with somebody again, there's a trust. You know, you, you've you developed a shorthand. You understand each other. Um, the communication is much easier. Um, and certainly it was very good on Can You Ever Forgive Me as well. But, you know, while she was shooting we would be sending texts and emails and have conversations about the footage that was coming in. So it's always great when you already know somebody and you can feel comfortable talking to them about what you're seeing. Exactly. I would imagine that does make it a whole lot easier. What kind of preparation did you have to do prior to beginning editing this movie? Well, I think, you know, everybody working on this movie felt like they needed to be respectful of the original show. So, you know, a lot of the key people, including, of course, Tom Hanks, we all watched a lot of the episodes. We did a ton of research watching the original show, and we felt like we needed to honor um, you know, the real Fred Rogers in terms of his pacing and his timing and his, you know, his message. This 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 couldn't be a, a super slick version of Mr. Rogers because the original show had a like a calm pacing and a homemade quality to it in a way it was it was not high tech. No, no. And I, I I understand that you had uh, production designer Jade Healy uh, was able to go and into Mrs. Rogers' home. She invited her uh, to her home and allowed her, allowed her to use some of the real photos, family photos, um, and and some other things. So you had some of the people who worked on uh, Mr. Rogers' show. Uh, it, it, you filmed it in, at the same studio, correct, in Pittsburgh? Yes, they, they shot it in Pittsburgh, and um, a, a lot of the people involved with the original show were, you know, some of them were actually, you know, on set, and I think one of the cameramen is an extra in when they were actually shooting the, the portions of the show on the set, and um, Mrs., you know, Joanne Rogers, who's a character in the movie, right. but the real Joanne Rogers was very much part of the whole research for the show and the original writers. Um, you know, everybody felt like it was extremely important to have it. those people involved in the making of this movie. It's not like we're going to go off and try a whole new approach. We, you know, we wanted their blessing and we wanted them to feel positive about the movie. Um, one other aspect about the show is, you know, like the original show, the way that it was shot and the way um, that it was edited had, a, you know, a certain style. 
and they actually used the cameras, the same type of camera, to shoot the, the portions of the movie that are about to show, uh, that they used on the actual show. And then certain things, the way that the show was edited, you know, it's careful to replicate the same kind of style, um, not super slick cuts and like the dissolves uh, we measured the dissolves to make sure that they were similar in, in the style. And, uh, there's like a section of the show where, you know, it goes to picture picture. I don't know if you ever watched the show, but like, you know, they would have a little sequence where they'd say like, here's a trip to a bakery or, you know, this is a little story about how crayons are made. And in the movie, there's a section where they show, this is how a magazine, how magazines are made. And we, we imitated the style in which, you know, those little segments were put together. I did, I, I, I did feel, um, as if the, there was a, a reverence, obviously, uh, for Mr. Rogers, um, and that they, Muriel Heller, um, in choosing Tom Hanks, who could be Mr. Rogers better than Tom Hanks? I mean, <laughs> oh, for sure. Yes. <laughs> I mean, the nicest guy in the world, you truthfully, know. Truthfully, <laughs> truthfully. He, I mean, I mean, I don't, I've never met him in person, but that's what you get. Uh, that's well, the, I, what you feel I met about him in him. person. Um, we had an academy screening back in New York and, uh, you know, he could not have been nicer and he came up to me and said, thank you so much. I mean, you know, it was an incredible honor to be able to cut his performance and it's really moving. You know, it's a movie about patience, acceptance, understanding, forgiveness, um, and his performance and Matthew Reese's, you know, the combination of the two, it's, it's a really moving movie and it's, it's not always the style of movie that I, usually work on i mean i do a lot of different things but i do comedies and used to kind of like quick cuts to make things you know tense and this is a movie that sort of takes its time and builds a really raw emotional performance and story um you know and i've watched this movie hundreds of times and i still get choked up um different scenes in the movie when mm, just what we need right now, don't we? I mean, I think Hollywood is the movies that are coming out right now. I feel like Hollywood is um, producing movies that are kind of the juxtaposition to whatever with everything that's going on in our world right now. You know, oh, and, and absolutely. I feel like we, the movies that are coming out are hopeful and give us characters that we can believe in, like Harriet. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, Harriet Tubman. I mean, it just, it's such a wonderfully done movie and, uh, inspiring, you know, rather than the downtrodden. I'm glad that they didn't, um, really focus a lot on the slavery part of it and more mm-hmm. on who she was. And so this movie, um, certainly after the documentary, uh, a beautiful, the, the documentary, which it's right now losing the name of that. Anyhow. Oh, um, won't you, won't you be my neighbor? Yeah. Won't you be my neighbor? Thank you. Yeah. And that was just beautiful to watch that and inspiring. And so when I read that they were going to actually make a, a movie out of it, uh, I was even more excited about that. Uh, unfortunately, Mr. Rogers was not during my time period, so mm-hmm. <laughs> in my lifetime. <laughs> so I didn't really, I mean, I, I'm very aware of him and, and what he did and, you know, I've seen things about him, but uh, an incredibly inspiring man uh, in real life as well as on television. And I think that's what comes through in the film because it, there was no, he was who he was. 
There wasn't yes. an on-screen personality and then a different personality, you know. And we've heard that before. I mean, you hear that quite often that a lot of people that we see uh, on television are our homes that we have a certain impression of uh, being one way. Uh, we've only to be disappointed to find out that they were completely different when they were the camera wasn't running. And that was not oh. true for Mr. Rogers. Oh, for sure. I mean, a, a real positive role model and positive, you know, male role model. Um, you know, I, I was thrilled to bring my son, who's 17, to the premiere. Um, the movie talks a lot about, you know, redefining masculinity and how it's okay to, be, you know, talk about your feelings or, you know, it, the, the characters in the movies the movie are are good men. They are good men, but they have challenges and how difficult it is to kind of acknowledge uh, emotion. Um, so I was thrilled to, to take him to the movie and he really enjoyed it. Um, but certainly Fred Rogers was an incredible person. And, and like in the movie, he's not, you know, he's not a saint. He's not a perfect person. Um, he's a really, really good man. But he also, you know, has his own things he struggles with, not like you're going to find out all kinds of crazy dirt about him. But just like any other human being, he he can have a hard time as well. And I think that that's quite moving to see. Mm-hmm. I think, as I say to everyone, we all have our crosses to bear. I think everybody mm-hmm. who comes on the on this journey of life. Uh, we all came down to learn some lessons, if, if you believe in heaven or whatever, wherever we came yeah. from. But we, we're here on the on this journey to to learn things, and it's different for everybody, you know. And it's how I think it's how we deal with um, those crosses that we do have to bear. Yeah. For sure, and the movie has a you know it, there's it deals with difficult topics of childhood trauma. And, you know, that's not always easy to to talk about, but um, I think it does an incredible job of, you know, learning about acceptance and, and ways to deal with issues that you might have had. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And and in the relationship between Matthew Rees, I, whom I adore, and uh, Mr. Rogers, talk a little bit about that and um, how that changed Matthew's character. Um, for sure. I mean, well, first of all, those scenes were the most fun to edit uh, because the scenes between Matthew Reese, you know, Lloyd and uh, Fred Rogers, Tom Hanks were like there's sort of a dance where um, Lloyd, he's a journalist and he's trying to get dirt on Mr. Rogers. And he has a sort of preconception about this hokey children's television host and he doesn't really want to do this assignment. And um, so he's trying to get, there's a tension where he's trying to get information out of Mr. Rogers and he's going to be the one who's going to find out where, where his vulnerabilities are. And then there's the reverse of Fred who really wants to talk to Lloyd because he recognizes that he's somebody who's struggling. And there's a, incredible scenes between the two of them where there's back and forth and one is trying to get something from the other and then there's a turn where, you know, Fred really starts to get under Lloyd's skin and he realizes, Lloyd realizes that Fred is somebody more complicated than just a, a simple TV, you know, personality. Um, and then in, eventually the reverse happens too, where Lloyd also manages to get Tom to talk about things that are difficult. 
Um, and, you know, those scenes were really fun. There's also, like, a lot of humor in the scenes because, you know, the frustration that Lloyd feels when he's trying to get things out of Mr. Rogers and Mr. Rogers keeps bringing up these puppets and putting them in his face. <laughs> and, uh, and, like, you know, it's really enjoyable. And, and I would say that in the edit, there was a lot of fantastic material but it became clear that the scenes between the two men were just like fantastic and we we really wanted to to showcase those they're absolutely wonderful Uh, I agree what was what I mean it's got to be interesting what did you cut out of the film that you hated to cut out of the film (laughs) What, what oh, well, ended up on the floor that you were going, oh, oh. no, and you cried or something. <laughs> well, you know, it's so difficult because there's so much wonderful material. And um, Jody Lee Leipz was the, you know, director of photography. And he had these incredibly beautiful scenes. And, uh, and of course, Marielle, you know, she's a wonderful director. And yes. there was just so much beautiful material. In the, scene, in the movie, there's a lot of uh, transitions that are, you know, we did, we used a different type of transition in the movie, which were these miniatures, because like in the actual show, they had these little miniatures of the, the, the town where the Mr. Rogers house is. So she came up with the idea as a vehicle, instead of just cutting, you know, here you are in New York or Pittsburgh, let's cut to a exterior of a house or a, a cityscape. They created these miniatures and we cut to those instead. And there are a lot that were really really beautiful and you know we couldn't use them all because the the movie got shorter of course my first cut was a good hour or so longer than the final movie Um, but there was also other scenes that were hard to lose there's a beautiful scene where um lloyd discovers that his father you know that he's had a really hard time with actually kept a, a, a an album of all his articles and um you know, it's it's very moving because he realizes, like, his father had been kind of keeping in touch with him all these years. But it was a scene that uh, made the relationship almost sort of peak too early um, because you felt like the, the resolution of their difficult relationship should happen later in the movie. And you, you didn't want to kind of tip that too soon. So you end up? Do you, you did you keep that scene and then put it no. later in the film, or you just no? Unfortunately, had, that scene had to not be in the movie, even though the production, you know, the props did this beautiful job, and Matthew Reese did an incredible performance of kind of being moved by seeing this. But it was something where we needed to kind of wait. We needed to wait until they really had a, a re, you know reconciliation later in the movie, mm. and then of course always. In any movie, it's the setup of the characters and the story that, you know, needs to be streamlined and how much information do we need. Um, at the same with Can You Ever Forgive Me? It's always like in any movie I work on, you need to kind of make sure you have enough information, but you also want the story to get going. 
Right, right. And I, 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 I do movie reviews, and uh, sometimes I go, well, this movie could have uh, been better if it had been a little edited a little shorter than it is. We could have cut out a few things. Because sometimes exactly. you feel like the director maybe fell in love <laughs> with certain uh, absolutely. things. And you go, well, did that need to be in there? Did that really move the story forward, or did it bog it down? <laughs> you know, or they're trying I to make it an artsy film, and it's like, well, this really wasn't – you know, if you got to go one way or the other, you have to decide. <laughs> well, that was a challenge with this movie because, like, partly, you know, Mr. Rogers takes his time when he's speaking and, mm-hmm. you know, like, which is, it's so beautiful and it uh, makes everybody slow down. But you obviously don't want the movie to be, like, four hours long right. either. So, you know. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that would be like, well, I guess uh, there's the Irishman's about three and a half. So, you know. <laughs> Maybe, I, I know, which, which I have not you know, seen yet, but I'm looking forward to seeing it. I know. I've heard it's fantastic. That's what I'm hearing, too. Yeah, I hear it's really amazing. So if you're just tuning in, you're listening to The Jam Price Show all about movies. And today my guest is award-nominated editor Anne McCabe. And we're talking about the brand new Tom Hanks movie, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Was there a part, I mean, Tom is I mean, I can only imagine what it's like to be in the editing room just watching Tom Hanks over, you know, perform Mm -hmm. over and over and over again. I mean, that's got to be just a joy in itself. But was there any uh, scene that, uh, again, uh, that you had to cut out with him that you just went like, oh, I'm sorry, I had to cut that one out? You know, he was really in the movie. Like, his scenes are in the movie, um, for sure. Like, because he's incredibly fantastic in his role and... Um, you know, there's not a lot that we cut out of Tom Hanks. Um, the opening of the movie is him singing the song and doing the introduction of, you know, It's a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And uh, he worked incredibly hard to get that right because everyone has this attachment with the people that watch the show to how that little sequence goes the way that the real Mr. Rogers started every show. Um, so the pressure was on for that one, um, but he he does it beautifully. You know, he has to time everything perfectly, sing the right line where he throws his shoe, and, um, you know, he hadn't been doing it for years the way that, you know, the actual real Fred Rogers had been. But uh, you know, he did a beautiful job. No, I can't, I can't, yes, yes. He's, well, he's just wonderful to watch, and this film is just it showcases him beautifully as always. Uh, always. What how, what did you do to prepare for this? And when you know going into the editing booth, what's your preparation, and what did you have to do, particularly for this film? Well, you know, this movie, like I said, it, it's you know about a show that every a lot of people are already very familiar with, so definitely had to watch a a lot of episodes and um, just sort of wrap my head around how this was going to be a different kind of movie than the the usual thing I work on. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a tough story. It's raw, it's emotional. And, um, you know, it's not like quick jokes and things. So I had to kind of, in some ways, you know, not be the the person whose mind is racing all the time. You know, um, it's we we had a joke around the cutting room that everybody uh, was like nicer to their families and more patient <laughs> with their children <laughs> while while we were working on this movie because you know we did it was influencing us. The perfect Christmas movie for sure. Exactly, <laughs> Thanksgiving, Chris, uh, Christmas exactly. Movie. Patience, understanding. Yes. You know. 
listening, a lot of listening. We definitely need those messages. There's no question about it. Tell me a little bit about the music and how that played in this movie for you when you were editing. Oh, gosh, yes, for sure. Because, you know, the music in the actual show is, well, most of it's Johnny Costa, who's this incredible piano player. And the music is live uh, on the show. They had musicians standing there playing music while they were were shooting the show. So we we dug up a lot of uh, Johnny Costa, but also Nate Heller, who's the composer, who's actually Mariel Heller's brother. He also did the music on Can You Ever Forgive Me? And he was involved from the beginning. So we we, we, we interwove a lot of uh, Mr. Rogers' songs from the show and music from the show. And we tried different things in the cutting room, which I love to do. And I love to be involved with the composer so early on. Um, and he did an incredible job. The score is absolutely beautiful. But it, it, it takes some of the themes from the actual show that he weaves in and out of his score. Beautiful. Just beautiful. What, what, was, there, what was the biggest challenge on this movie? Other than trying to really stay true to who Mr. Rogers was and his character and you know his spirit uh, and being and honoring that, uh, what else was a challenge for you? Well, well, definitely, um, you know, always keeping the right pace, and it's a complicated pace for this movie because it, you know, it isn't quick cuts, but you know, a lot of it's very subtle. It's very much subtly building performances in the story and shaping the story, you know, keeping it, you know, like keeping everybody's attention on what's happening and keeping the tension up, but also allowing the moments of quiet. Um, And there's like the scene in the restaurant where Mr. Rogers really asks for a moment of silence. And, you know, it's very rare in a movie where you actually just stop everything and all the sound drops out. And he turns and he looks and he breaks the wall and he looks at the audience. Um, so, you know, it's it's the quiet moments that you need to make sure you're keeping to the right length and not overdoing it or not underdoing it. So, again, that pacing, keeping the pacing, mm-hmm. yeah, going at mm-hmm. all times. It's a different type of pacing. Yes, very different. I work, I work on a show called Succession, which is the completely opposite type of pacing. <laughs> so, you know, sort of <laughs> removing that mindset to go to a different type of mindset. Now, your next project, I understand, you're going to be working with Robin Wright on her de- directorial debut on a new movie called Land. Have you started working on that? Yes, yeah, I'm in the cutting room right now, and it's a stunning, beautiful movie. They shot up in you know Canada, um, and it's about a woman who takes herself off the grid, suffering from PTSD, and it has some elements of this you know reflective way of thinking and trying to heal. It's also an incredibly moving movie, and she's she does an, uh, an amazing job. So she's directing it and starring in it? Yes, yes. And that's quite a challenge. Yes, it is. It is quite a challenge. <laughs> Who else is in the movie? Uh, Damien Bashir. Um, it's real, and, you know, it's really a very, not a lot of characters because it's really about her being out in the wilderness and taking herself off the grid. When is that coming out, Anne? Um, well, I'm not sure yet. We, we're already, like, we're sort of very early stages now. They just finished shooting. And so you're deep, are you knee-deep in the editing process right now? Absolutely, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think you were last year when we talked. You were knee-deep in this movie. <laughs> yes, for sure. And it's like you have to switch gears to think about the other one, but yeah. <laughs> when did you wrap on this? When did you finish editing? A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Uh, we finished uh, in the summer, like June, early June. 
And then do you take a break in between before you jump into the next project or is it boom, boom, boom? Uh, well, you know, I went right on to Succession, which I had done the first season, uh, you know, the show on HBO. Mm-hmm. And then and so I did this, this. I came back and did some of the second season. And then I went on to this uh, land project that I'm on now. Well, fun. We'll have to have you back on the show to talk about <laughs> land next time. Uh, okay, well, what, that would be wonderful. <laughs> Always a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Jan. You, you have a good day. You too. Thank you. Okay. You are listening to the Jan Price Show all about w- uh, movies. And uh, my guest today was Anne McCabe, who is an award-nominated editor. And we're talking about the new Tom Hanks movie, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. If you you've missed any of the Jam Price Show's All About Movies, they are archived on our website, thejampriceshow.com. They're also on the iHeart Podcast channel, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, YouTube, and your smart TV. There's no reason for you to never hear the Jam Price Show All About Movies. We're everywhere. Thank you for listening. On Power Talk AM 1460 and FM 101.1, streaming worldwide on iHeartRadio. Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show.